You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. Hey everybody, uh, this is Eldorian here uh, with the Rugurus Podcast. I don't know what we're going to name this. We used to name it Getting to Know the Rugurus. Last one I named it Rugurus like Season 31 Predictions. It's going to be Rugurus Season 32 Predictions, but I'll think of a name at some other point. We can name it Getting to Know the Rugurus, I guess. But uh, with me, uh, well, this you know Eldorian here, GM of the Rugurus. With me is uh, DJ Tyrant, a.k.a. Bristle McThornbody. Who's one of our starting pitchers? How's it going, man? It's going well. Um, yeah. Looking forward to putting last season behind us and moving forward. <laughs> yeah. Well, we knew we knew it was going to be rough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it last season before the the season. Yeah. We yeah. we knew what we're we're walking into. Yep. Uh, also, with me from the last episode was Igor, aka Eddie Gar. How's it going, man? Going well, going well. Yeah. I always had the interest. What was that? I was just asking how your things are going for you. Oh, uh, not too bad. I just always had the interesting predictions last time, so I'm looking forward to see if uh, you got something new this time. And coming new this time is, now is it Bolo or Bull Zero? Same effect. I don't care. Bolo? Okay. Cool. I always pronounced it Bolo. But I know that it came up in like the one of the draft streams. People were asking. I'm like, I don't know. But Bolo, aka uh, Cassis Bright, who is a new relief pitcher for the Rugurus, getting called up this season. How's it going, man? Doing good. Certainly looking forward to seeing what this this upcoming season brings. Uh, probably pain, but you know that's okay. Hey, <laughs> I, I it can't really be much worse for me than I was in the minors. So. It's I, probably going to be better. I mean, I say that, but at the same time, like, where we're at as a team, you know, we know what we're getting into, and we know what our outlook, like, coming on the back end of that is going to look like, so. Yeah, it's not like there's going to be any drastic swings. We know what we're getting, and we know we'll be on the up pretty soon. Yep. Yep. As long as everybody's, like, in on that, it's pretty good, you know, don't lie to your, uh, your team and uh <laughs> you know try to try to give them promises that you can't keep which i think is what some teams downfalls are to be honest but you also gm over in one of the simile like over in isfl so do you oh uh, well yeah but i mean you've got some gming experience is what i'm trying to say so you know how this works right now the answer for that is sadly considering GMing is a wild ride, that's for sure, at times. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, and ISFL, I'm just along for the ride. That's all I am. Yeah, the good old <laughs> number one pick to the ultimate, back to the number two pick. Uh, it's, it's a ride, that's for sure. But it's not, like, winning the World Series and then getting the one overall pick because you took advantage of teams in a trade. Yours just says you made it that Yours just says you made it that far and then fell that far. Which probably, Well, we lost yeah. over half our games by like seven points or less. Oh geez. Yes. I have I was I was not paying attention to the otters this season that much. I had a lot of other stuff going on. Including losing their second to last game by one point oh, to Sarasota. Yep. But Pain. the good news is, though, this is a PBE podcast and not an ISFL one. So we can so po- talk about pain. We can talk about different kinds of pain here. Exactly. Um, I think mostly I just want to talk about like kind of how our seasons went a little bit. Um, I'm going to start with. Honestly, I'm going to start with Igor because first I need to congratulate you because Eddie Gar won the Champions Rookie of the Year, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm certainly enjoying it. It was uh, it wasn't exactly an expected thing. It just sort of happened. <laughs> I mean, I knew you had a good chance at it. 
um you know we we brought you up a little bit later in uh in development right because you you were down the minors for a few seasons and uh like three or four i think yeah i was down there for um pretty sure it was three seasons um and hey go flamingos who after you left did really bad yeah (laughs) well they had a down season your last season too right yeah we came close but didn't quite get there right but this season i think they were like last or some something to that effect because they had the number one draft pick i don't know if they traded into that or what i I didn't really pay too much attention to how the minor leagues uh, panned out standing-wise. But I'm I'm sort of ashamed to say I I haven't paid as much attention as I wanted to either. But I mean, rookie of the like only two like it used to be only one person got that, and then we did the whole like legends and champions thing. So now two people get it. But I mean, that has to feel pretty good, right? Like. Oh yeah, yeah, it feels great. I uh, I had some competition here from Park Factors for a little bit of time. No, you but, didn't. Uh... No, you didn't. <laughs> I know. Park Factors. Park Factors ranked fourth in that voting. I wasn't even close. But no, I mean, I mean, you said it before. Like you, you came in not knowing a lot about baseball to begin with. So, you know, and not watching a lot. I, I think the only times that you really watched it was when I took you to, like, two Royals games, maybe? Pretty much, yeah. Um, my experience with the whole system was uh, lacking, so I've had some uh, makeup I've had to do along the way. <laughs> I'm figuring it out as a go, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're keeping our rotation down, playing catcher, and uh, we just signed you to another 10 seasons. So, yeah, looking forward to that. So you'll be it's around for a long exciting. time. <laughs> um, speaking of someone else that we just extended to, uh, DJ Tyrant, like, uh, McGristle McThornbody, uh, first season as starter, how'd that go? Uh, it was a little rough. <laughs> to say the least uh, definitely change of pace for uh, Gristle I mean going from reliever uh, to that is a huge step up and uh, like we I think we were talking a little bit earlier off offline um, we, we we made a decision to bring Gristle up a little bit sooner than uh, is normal but he was able to get that experience and hopefully uh, take that into next season here. Yeah, I mean, so I look at it this way. Like, your first season with Seattle, you had a 6.49 ERA as mm-hmm. a reliever. Relief, yeah. So that 5.89 ERA as a starter looks pretty good, right? It looks better than that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not as good as the uh, 3.19 and 3.6 ERA that you did the two two seasons prior as really yeah i just had a much lower workload than that because i had was um my uh my workload went up almost 100 innings yeah <laughs> between seasons yep and uh losing 14 games yeah but the good news is like you know should improve this season right yeah it's, it should be just up from here like, what's your TPE at right now? I uh, just did the update. Um, it's it's over a thousand now. All right, yeah. I feel like starting wise, like I, I was telling you this earlier. I feel like starting wise, like a thousand TPE for pitchers seems to mm-hmm. like be that sweet spot where starters start getting good. Yeah. Yeah, you just passed yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was eighteen. Oh, and they just updated me. Cool, perfect. Was that with your uh, Hall of Fame equipment as well, or you still got that? No, we got that next week. Nice. 
Yeah, so, you know, you probably got another 50 or 60 uh, TP to add on next week. Yeah, we'll uh, solidify that control. And, uh, yeah, we'll have, to see, we'll have to consult on the build from there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get something figured out, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. This season should be a bit better. Yeah. Speaking of build help, Bolo, how did your season go? <laughs> Bolo? Sorry, Mike was muted. Yep. It went the exact same as my rookie season, which was not good and not terrible. Just mediocre and had a few nice runs, but other than that, eh. I got traded to try to help make a postseason run with the Kingpins, but we fell just a game or two short there, but it was a fun time overall. How do you enjoy the uh, switch from teams like that in the minors, like the late switch? Or did you at all? I like the locker room of the Kingpins better. There's a lot more, it seemed like more established users in there and such, which seemed to know a little more about what was going on. Oh, yeah. But no. Oh. Other than that, it's it was pretty nice though. Seeing some some place different since every sim league I've been in, I've only ever been on one team. Haven't done any moving around. Right, that's kind of how I've been, um, a little bit as well. Like, oh, well, I haven't because you, you guys, yeah, we me. we yeeted you away. Yeah, <laughs> you're like we're gonna get more picks for goat tank so, and some yeah. really good picks. Yeah, I mean, you guys came out really good with that, and I. Please. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know in like WSBL right now, the basketball league I'm in, like I'm exploring free agency pretty hard over there. So I know you are. We're one <laughs> of the teams. Oh, what team are you? Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've got we've got a lot that uh, are looking. So um, we'd love to have you over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is PBE podcast. Like I said, all right. Just, just not, not anymore. <laughs> I wasn't going to go any further than that. Just, just making sure that was known. Yeah, I know. Um, but you're also switching from. Now you came in in the league as a relief pitcher, and then, uh, the yeah, lemurs were like, swap. the lemurs were like, "Hey, we need a starter." And yep, you being the uh, good teammate that you are, said, "Cool." I'll switch to starter. He did that. Yep. So is your plan basically, and we switched you back to reliever just because it makes sense. Um, a lower TPE player to be a reliever rather than a starter. Uh, DJ can tell you tell you about that as well. I mean, look at him getting crushed at below, you know, a little below a thousand TPE. You don't want your starter to be too much below that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um. What 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 do you think you like more? Uh, what do you mean by that? Like a starter or reliever? Well, I haven't been a reliever yet, actually. That's true. So can't really answer that question very well. That is true. Uh, yeah, I guess you didn't pitch any games as a reliever. They brought you in right off the bat. Yep. The switch. I forgot about that. But, um, are you looking forward to relieving though? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be nice kind of change of pace and nice not being necessarily the person that's being relied on initially right out of the gate. Yep. Instead, you'll just get the blame for blowing the lead in the last half of the game. Well, it's better than blowing the lead in any number two. <laughs> it's true. But your your well, offense could always at least bring you back. Uh, uh, not really so much down the minors. <laughs> so the last game of the season I pitched, we lost one nothing. Oh geez, and I went like eight innings in that. So Talk you went out on a high support. note. Yeah, you went out on a high note. Just your offense didn't back you up. Yeah. Ah, that's Eight rough. innings, like two hit, two or three hits or something, and we lost one nothing. Oh my god, that's brutal. <laughs> yes, it is. And that's the game that you missed out on the playoffs because 
right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure yes. Ouch. Couldn't do anything else about that, but it hurt. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm happy to have you up here, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to you know a long career for you as a reliever, and then if we want to. You know, talk about starting down the road at some point. We can do that, but... Um, yep, definitely something we can explore when we get yeah. a little closer to that possibility. Yep. But I think you're going to have... I'm I'm, I'm looking... Ex- I'm really excited about this season uh, for a couple reasons. Like, I know that we're not going to be that good, and we might even be a little bit worse than we were last season. But... I feel like that's the. I feel like this season will either be the bottom of that, or last season was the bottom of that. Like, I feel like after this, we're just going up. So, um, I I always like the sound of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have we already have a young uh, offense core. You know, we've got um, myself. And um, Phillies fan with our players, we've got Gar playing catcher. Uh, we still have Hafner who hasn't, who's still like two seasons away from regression, uh, playing first base. Um, we've got Stargasm playing uh, shortstop, and he's, I think, a year older than Park Factors. So, like, season 28 regression class. Um, and then in the outfield, we've got Park Factors and uh, Ortega, which are season 29, season 28. And then we have um, next season, we'll probably be calling someone up to play right field for us. And also DH. And also, we'll probably be calling up uh, Miss Obvious's uh, third baseman, Neskind, to play third base as well. Nice. So we've got this really young, like, that's all of our uh, position players filled that are all like the oldest one would be Todd Hafner. Who's two seasons away from regression. And then after that, it's like five seasons away or five or six seasons away from regression. Right. So lots of time there. Yeah. So, you know, we have a really young team uh, positional wise position player wise where we struggle is definitely pitching. And we've got Gristle McThornbody, who's, you know, season 26. So you're like three seasons away from regression at this point. Um, we just drafted uh, Scola's pitcher, uh, CC Bouchard, uh, as our, as a, in the first round, as, uh, the seventh overall pick. Uh, he was Christopher Brew, who's going to probably be a Hall of Fame catcher uh, when it's all said and done, when that vote comes into play. Um, so he's back. Just now he's a pitcher. Um, we just picked up a free agent, yeah, cool red, who's gonna be in the bullpen. Um, we called, you know, Bright up, uh, who's gonna be a solid reliever for us in a few se- probably soon. a season or two from now. Really soon we'll just, to be honest. Um I'll just believe it when I actually see it. <laughs> I think you will be. And then uh, it's just, and then we have four first round draft picks next season, which is twenty five percent of the draft, twenty five percent of the first round we own next season. And it's a really good draft too. Yeah, there's like a ton of recreates that are like Hall of Fame caliber player users. Even, um, well, one of them is Gustav Beauregard's new recreate. Uh, Jethro Toll and uh, KC15, you know, he had a, he had one of the best seasons ever in PBE or one of the best careers ever in PBE history and played for the Rigorous. I mean, obviously we're probably going to try to get him back with this new pitcher. Um, <laughs> I, he was also the founder of the Rigorous, so there's big connection there, obviously. Yeah. I'm guessing he'd probably like to come back assuming we can swing that. Yep. Um, you've got Tom Chu who had a hall of fame career and he's, Head office, you've got uh, Moosey, who's also in head office. Um, he's got a, a position player as well. 
Um, you've got AU Gold, who uh, is a big time. He streams a lot of the uh, stuff, and uh, uh, he had a probably near, if not Hall of Fame career with his batter, and he's he he made a relief pitcher. Uh, you've got Io Torrent, uh, who was a batter that played for us for a couple seasons. Um, really great guy. Um, he made a pitcher. Um, that's gonna be in uh, Big Blue. Uh, another guy who's probably uh, his player was probably going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think he made a catcher. So that one might be a little harder to swing since we just signed our catcher for ten seasons. Um. Oh man, there, there's and, and there's probably like ten more names beyond that. Like this is a this is one of those drafts that just the first round is just full of massive recreates who have done big things like in the in the league or even in other leagues, and that's not even counting like the new recreates who who you always get like you know ten to twelve that are pretty solid, right? Yeah, and how many draft picks do we have this? In the first round, we have four. Yeah, see? Look at that. You made all these great moves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in the first first round, we have four, which is there's 16 um, picks in the first round. So like I said, we have 25% in the first round. Not too bad. So our future, I think, is looking pretty good because as long as the picks that we make pan out, which hopefully they with will. That kind, with that kind of draft, <laughs> it sounds like it's hard to not make them pan out. You would think. Mm-hmm. But life happens. It does. Life is more important than sim leagues, so. That's for sure. Yep. So, you know, that's always a thing that uh, you can never really control. But, um... No, the biggest thing I think I wanted to talk about was how the season's looking like. Like, we talked last season, we knew that the Rugers were going to be down. Um, at the time, we hadn't made our big trades. That kind of alluded that they were coming, and we did make them. Uh, we traded Dr. K for two. That's how we got uh, We got this season's Vandals uh, first-round pick in next season's. Um. He he. We were gonna have to trade him anyway at some point because, uh, the Vandals were basically selecting him to be their new co-GM, so he was gonna have to go back anyway. Uh, so it worked out for us that way, and then we traded uh Ruben Ramirez, who's Wombat. Uh, he had played for us before. Uh, in this final season with Ed Barker, um, he we traded him to the Scorpions, who won the World Series. Um, for, um, that's how we got two of our draft picks for next season. Uh, we've got a season 33 Indianapolis Apex first and the DVS Scorpions first round picks for one. And we picked up, also picked up, uh, Rots Boa's player, Wings Sorzy, who plays for the Kingpins. Who's was probably going to be our right fielder next season. So, um, so by trading those away, and then later in the season we traded Gustav Beauregard to the Surge, and we traded Flame McDonald, a relief pitcher, to the Voyagers. We got um, two season thirty-five second-round picks for that, for basically half a season of those players. Um, you know, we lost a lot of games because of that. And came in fourth, which we were probably going to anyway, even if we didn't make any moves. So it was the time to make moves. Um, with that said, this season we are getting, uh, like I said, we we signed Yakul Red, who's a relief pitcher. Uh, we signed uh, Gustav Borgard back for one more season. Uh, he's going to be DHing for us this season. And, uh, you know, we probably have another move that we're going to try to make as well in free agency that hasn't landed yet. Um, we'll see how that goes. But um, I want to look at how the rest of the league is going to look. Um, 
So let me pull up the standings real quick. Let's start with the uh let's start with the uh Legends East here. Uh this season the New York Voyagers uh won that division by one game over the Providence Crabs, who came in second and then third with a less than five hundred record, fifty three and fifty five. Uh, was the Buffalo Surge, and then at the bottom at twenty nine seventy nine was the Outer Banks, Aviators. Um, Igor, I think you called this actually. Um, when yeah, we were talking I about think, playoffs, I think, I think you, were you the, and I were both uh, down on New York. We're like, oh, their time's done. It's over. I think so too, <laughs> but also the Surge. Like he, he was like, the Surge are gonna go to the playoffs. I'm like, I don't know. The Vandals are probably gonna go. And the Vandals fell short. I gotta say, with those records, though, both teams realistically fell short. One of them managed to get in, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's always a bummer when your below 500 team gets in the playoffs, but... Well, thus, they didn't stay in the playoffs for long. They got... Annihilated. Showed the door rather quickly. <laughs> they got annihilated in the playoffs. <laughs> by the voice. But... Um... What do you think this season? So, I don't think the Voyagers have made a lot of moves, and I don't think they had to. I know that they brought in Flame McDonald because we traded him to to him uh, to them, but I don't think they kept him because I don't think they could afford him, and I think that they're up against the cap and. They didn't, couldn't make any real moves. I'd have to go double-check that. Whereas, I think the Crabs did make a move. Um, I'd have to go look. But Is there an be easy an, way to see that? Um, yes and no. Like, So there is a place on the forums. Okay. Where, under like transactions, where you can see like all of the signings. But there's so many of them that it's hard to keep track of. Like sometimes it's hard to keep track of who's going where, and the compendium isn't updated yet, which is where you really see like the list of everybody that's on the on the teams. Okay. Cool. I was just curious. Yeah, and there's like two pages of transactions that happened. That um, sounds terrible to sift through. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking to see who the topic starters was, and I don't see the Crabs GMs on these, so maybe they didn't. Maybe maybe it was a trade that it was a trade that they did. Okay, let me go find that trade because this was a crazy trade. Actually, they they did a draft day trade, and that's what I'm thinking of. Um, and I don't see it on here. But the trade was basically they traded um, their season 31 first round draft pick, which was last season, uh, Maddie, uh, who you probably should know, Bolo. Um, they traded him to oh, Boise. Yeah. They traded his relief pitcher to Boise for like an insane amount of stuff back. Um. I don't feel like it was a great trade for Boise, but um, they were happy with it because Maddie had played for them before um, and had a Hall of Fame career uh, with them, and they were pretty happy to get him back. So I think they were willing to overpay because of that connection. Yeah, it's a little hard to gauge how much people actually work when you get the connection of previous stuff going forward as well. Right. I want to say that they, Boise gave up two first-round draft picks um, they gave uh, JQ, who is an uh, opera's player. I think that's his username. It is. Yep. In every league. Yep. And, and they also got Outlaw Dipper, uh, who is Crazy Lemire's uh, player that was <laughs> in the draft. That's a interesting person there. Yeah. I mean, I, I know him pretty well. Um teammates with him. I GM him right now in ISFL. Um, 
and uh you know he's he's an active participant so in, in the locker room and uh uh he's you know semi active in in uh getting the stuff done and sometimes that's all you can ask yep um but yeah, I was looking for the exact trade, but I think that's what that's what happened. So basically, the crabs got a little bit younger in the outfield, which is what they really needed because they already have like really good pitching. Um, so they got a little bit more offense, and it was a player that they really wanted as well with uh, JQ, and uh, they gave up a future relief pitcher, but they also got two first round draft picks. I think they had to give send one back as well. But those Boise draft picks are going to be pretty high. Um, Buffalo, on the other hand, um, they're making moves, but they're kind of in a rebuild because their starting pitcher, Inkerbell, retired last season before even hitting their peak. That's got to be a big hit there. Yep. And they're yeah, also, that, that and they also lost their GM. Uh, Nets taking over as GM, uh, and they brought in Sin as their co-GM. Um, and then Outer Banks, um, you know, they're still kind of, they're still in that rebuild mode as well. Um, but they've had a lot of draft picks the last couple seasons. So they should be starting to be on the up and up pretty soon. Any predictions on here on uh, those four that I just mentioned based on everything that I said? Start with you, uh, uh, BJ. Um, man, I, I, I went kind of wild last season i almost want to just be like things are going to be pretty much the same this season so i think i think yeah i think i'll stick with that i think new york will squeak into that number one spot again and so you, province will slide right behind them you're thinking voyagers crabs surge aviators just like it was yeah. this season yeah okay how about you igor Igor. Igor. Yeah, I'm sort of. Uh, I think Voyagers. I think. I think it'll be. I'm gonna say Voyagers surge. Uh, I think they're gonna do really good this coming season. I really do. Even based on everything that I said, that they're in a rebuilding mode. Yes. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I got a good feeling about him. You just like the Surge logo. I mean, that's what it comes yes. down to. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's a decent part of it. I really do like their logo. It's one of my favorites. Nice. <laughs> so you're thinking Voyagers, Surge, Crabs, Aviators? Yeah. All right. How about you, Bolo? I would probably think it not much of any change. Maybe Voyager's Crabs could be a coin flip either way, but I don't see the surge probably making at least that big of a move. I see Crabs being the winners, but... They were close enough this season. It could be a coin flip either way, probably. Yeah, they were only one game back. It's, it's not that much of a step up to see it potentially happen. But I think they're going to take it and have Voyagers a second. Um, honestly, I think it's... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Surge over the Aviators. I think the Aviators still got a couple seasons before they start really picking it up here. Um, but I think the Surge are going to have some issues. It's gonna, I, like, I don't think they're going to have... I think this was the season that they peaked, so to speak. Like, I don't think they're going to have 53 wins. I think they're going to have well below that. But we'll see. Um, so, Legends West. We've got the perennial powerhouse slots who won 
pretty handily, 68-40 and 40 last season. Uh, Vandals were in second, 51-57. Maui, Mako, Maui Makos were just right behind them at 48-60. and 60. And then you've got the rebuilding Raptors down there at 39-69, um, who just traded for their big relief pitcher but gave up draft capital for the next two seasons. But so sometimes when you do that, that tells you that they think they already have the pieces together um, to build on. So see how that goes. Um, my prediction, I, I'm on go first this time. Uh, I, I, the slots are just a powerhouse right now and probably will be for a couple more seasons. The Vandals are definitely on the up and up. Um, but I... They have a like a really good young pitching staff, and I think as long as they continue staying active, um, I think they'll be good in like two seasons from now. I don't know if this is going to be the season that they do it. Um, I could be wrong. The Maui Makos, I think, are going to surprise people, and I think they're going to be like a potential playoff contender this season. They just picked up Jackson DeMarco, who's like the best relief pitcher. They just have him for this season uh, because he was a he's a GM player. They just picked up his quote-unquote corpse to play one season. <laughs> um, but they, they've done some other moves, and they were really close to making the playoffs this, this time around. Um, and then Boise, they're at the bottom. Um, I'm going to say Sloss, Makos, Vandals, Boise. And then if I were to pick, like, who is going to the playoffs? I I really think it's going to be Voyagers, Crabs, Sauce, and Makos as the four teams that go. Um, Bolo, I'm going to start with you this time. After me, um, the Makos definitely could potentially slip with the Vandals. Pro- There's only two teams that deserve in the East to have a sort of shot at the playoffs, so. Whoever ends up taking the second spot, whether it's Makers or the Vandals, probably will end up getting that other playoff spot, but either one then could do it. But other than that, probably nothing else will change. Yeah. I think this will be the last season that I think this last season will be the last season that we see someone make the playoffs with a below five hundred record. I think whoever wins there is above five hundred. Who gets that last playoff spot? Um how about you, DJ? What do you think? Yeah, I'm thinking pretty similar along uh, the lines with you, with San Antonio continuing their their reign up top. But um, Maui wasn't that far behind Vancouver this season, and um, I think they're making enough moves that they can pick up easily three wins, three extra wins to get into that second slot, um, uh, to get second second place there and make the playoffs and followed by Vancouver and Boise still still has a bit of work to do before they can start moving up in the, the West here. Yeah. The Makos are currently the only team that has not made the playoffs in PBE. So it'd be kind of exciting to see them finally make it. Yeah. They seem to be uh, primed and ready for it. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Igor? I don't know. I'm uh, I'm still thinking uh, the Raptors are going to beat them out of it. They're going to shove them out for uh, the one. Uh, it's Sloth and Vandals at the top, but I, I think uh, I just don't see the Makos quite making it over the Raptors. All right, so you're you're saying that the Raptors are um going to really pick it up this season and surprise people. Yes, yes, I am. I I really think they're good. Huh, they're gonna at least um, beat out the Makos for it. Yeah, I mean it's it's possible. I mean they've made a lot of moves in the last uh, couple seasons, so uh, maybe maybe they're a little bit further along than I think, and uh, are gonna surprise people. I wouldn't put a, I wouldn't put that past them because the thing about Boise that's always funny is they always like overperform. In certain situations, like I remember one season when they were like the worst team in the playoffs by far, and they played uh, the Aviators, who were like the number one team in the playoffs, 
and uh, <laughs> and they had like a, I think it was like a seven percent chance of winning the playoffs. Like it was like ninety two or ninety three to seven, like in favor of the Aviators in all testing, and Boise won, and it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh, so that does it for there. I think uh, I think the team that has the biggest chance for the World Series, um, and I picked them to go this year, and they didn't go. Well, no, I picked. I picked the Voyagers to go this year, and they did go. I don't think the Voyagers go this year. I think it's going to be the Sloths. I think the Sloths are going to have the pitching make it. So I I can see that. Um. All right. Switching it up. Uh, to the Champions East. Well, we'll do Champions West last, which is our division. Um. This season, like by and far, it was a Nashville Stars League. Um, they had seventy wins. Uh, closest behind them was the Demons with fifty-seven, and then you've got the Apex who just entered rebuild mode with thirty-two wins, and the Supernovas with a lowly seventeen wins, still being like the worst team in the and PBE for I don't even know how many seasons now at this point. Um, Nashville made a ton of moves, um, not this season, but in previous ones, but they lost out on one of their big pitchers, um, Cantaloupe Crocodile Frost, uh, he left the Stars and signed with the Scorpions in the Champions West, so that's probably going to be a hit with them, I don't know who the Stars planned on replacing um, I don't think the demons, I don't remember seeing any signings from them. I think that their big plan was to go into the draft. And I know that they were, I know that they were looking to trade some players away because I think that they're planning on going into a rebuild as well. Um, the apex, as I said, already went into rebuild mode. They had four draft picks this season. Um, and they lost even more players in free agency. Um, so I think that 32 wins is probably going to go even down further. Uh, the Supernovas, I don't remember seeing them sign anybody yet either. They just have a whole bunch of people on the team just trying to find out who works for them and who doesn't. Um, I, don't know where, I don't know what they're doing, to be honest. <laughs> um, they do have a new co-GM, so that, that's their, their old co-GM went inactive so that that'll probably help that they have an active co-gm now um but yeah i think this one kind of speaks for itself but um i'll start with bolo this time see see what you think here i don't think much is going to change with it considering none of them were really anywhere near each other in this last season right nashville is by far and away the best of that division yep Indianapolis and Sarasota were both not anywhere near being decent, and D- Detroit was kind of just hanging around there doing what it could. Yep. I do have one change that I think I would make, but I'm going to hear your other guys' thoughts first. Um, how about you, DJ? What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with Nashville just continuing to still dominate here. I don't see that changing, at least for a handful of seasons. Um, and Detroit is kind of solidly in that <laughs> that second spot. And I started looking up some stats, and I don't know if this this doesn't necessarily mean everything, but I was looking at TPE totals of these teams. Uh, and Indianapolis and Sarasota both are near the lowest of all the teams in the league. Um, yep. Sarasota is a little bit above. Um, so I I, I think. With Indianapolis in like full time rebuild mode, I I could see Sarasota like sneaking above them to get that third spot. Yeah. Um, I mean it won't it won't be anywhere close to Detroit's record, but it'll still be an improvement for Sarasota. That's actually what I was thinking is I might flip Sarasota and Indian Indy 
Um, because I think Sarasota's going to get better and Indy's going to get worse. But Indy will have a quicker rebuild time than Sarasota's had. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think I, I think this season Indy could be worse. And I'm hoping for that too because we have their first round pick this season. <laughs> I would like that to be one the first pick if we can yeah. get away with it. Um, how about you, Igor? What do you think? Yeah, um, there's not really a lot to talk about here. The stars have it. Uh, Detroit, hey, they're solid second, as you guys, you guys have all stated. So it's not like, I mean, the only coin toss is the back heck in there. But, yep. uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, the the Champions East just seems like a pretty straightforward division on where everybody's at in their build right now. And that's the thing about PBE is, like, everything is kind of linear, a little more linear than regular baseball. Um, they can kind of get a good guess of where teams will land, and then OOTP will throw in a couple curveballs on you here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think when we get to the Champions West, this is where things get difficult to predict in my opinion um although i will say death valley they did not finish first in the division there are two games behind seattle seattle was first death valley was second cancun was third we had 77 wins 75 and 64 and then the rugers with 45 wins uh you know right rightly so in last place there um death valley won the world series though pretty easily um, so even though they didn't win the division, they did win the World Series. Would Would you say going in Game Seven is pretty easy? Uh, did they go to Game Seven? Yeah, I guess they yeah. did. It went to seven. Yeah, yeah. But like the thing is, though, like the the Game Five is what chose that series, in my opinion, because mm. they destroyed yeah. New York by a lot. Like it was like what twenty two to three or something i don't remember the score they scored like over 20 runs so i think and yeah the voyagers like pitching staff was just gassed and somehow they won game six with a gassed uh uh pitching staff but that pitching staff was still gassed in game seven and the scorpions just scored a lot of runs off them there in game seven i know it went to seven games but i feel like the scorpions path was easier but I I see your point. Yeah, I went to seven games. Um, but the Scorpions did win, and they did something this season where they added the best two free agents that were free agents. They added um, Cantaloupe Crocodile, a starting pitcher from the Stars, and they added Dogwood Maple, another starting pitcher from Indy. So they added two like top-tier starting pitchers to the team. Um, and the way that they made that happen was by trading to Buffalo and sending Buffalo an inactive starting pitcher and Buffalo in return also sent death Valley cap space. So death Valley was able to dump cap space in an inactive pitcher and also gain cap space by not really giving anything else up other than the inactive pitcher. So. As that you can tell, like they got fleeced. As you can tell, I'm not very happy about that trade. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds like um, there was some fleecing done there. Yes, yes. Also, keeping in mind that Death Valley also had the one overall draft pick of this draft and the fourth overall draft pick as well. Oh my god. That's some good GMing over because there. Because of trades. <laughs> Yes. Well, so. some good jamming there, but it sounds like there's a lack of good jamming in other spots <laughs> to give up two doesn't very that, good picks for not does, really much of any results on their own end. Doesn't that make a good GM, though, if you see the weakness in other GMs and take advantage of it? It does, but it's a problem that there are some GMs that would be that weak. Yep. Yeah. There, there's being weak and there's being bad. Yep. I No, that's something that is definitely a problem 
uh, within sim leagues are some GMs who don't see the big picture, in my opinion. Yeah. They're, they see it as, I made my team better, but at what cost? For how long? <laughs> <laughs> For what, one or two years, and then you're even worse off? Right. Oh, yeah. Yep. And And that's one of the mistakes that I think a lot of GMs will make is, they don't they don't think through like yeah this makes my team better this season but what about 3 seasons from now what about 5 seasons from now you need to think that far ahead um otherwise you're just going to be in the moment and something's going to happen and you're just going to screw yourself um or you're just yeah, going to make another team you... better long term and you'll never be able to compete with them because you made them better long term in your short window that you may not have there, even had. There are some times where doing the short term trades work out, but those are not very often. Right. Mm -hmm. You got to be already on top and trying to make that last push. Yep. And that's why, like, uh, you know, ISFL example, when um, you guys were talking about trading Go Tank, I'm like, I even brought it up. I'm like, why don't you trade Goat Tank? Like, I'm, a, you know, the best running back in the league right now. <laughs> at at his peak, you got you guys know that you're not going to be like very good for like several more seasons. Why don't you get something really good for me and rebuild off Didn't that? Didn't take that mm -hmm. long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you... I, I kind of <laughs> felt like we fleeced Berlin with that. That was just. But they were willing to give it up, but that was a high-risk, high-reward, potentially, trade, and well, it did not work. It worked for both teams in a way, right? It worked for Berlin because we did make it to the championship game that season. Or was it the next season? I don't remember. One of those seasons, we made it to the championship. It was the next season. We made it to the championship game. We lost. We didn't, we didn't win at all. Um, we didn't make the playoffs last season, but we are making it to the playoffs again this season. So, but also we had to give up, you know, our Your quarterback GM. as well, our GM as well, and I became GM. So that was weird. Um, but in that your case, a, but in your that case, was a fun in, one to see in the live draft trades. <laughs> <laughs> but in your case too, the Otters uh, then made it to the ult the championship game the season after that. So and now both the teams that were in that Ultimus are now uh, number two and number three picks. Again. <laughs> but, but yeah, we got some really great players out of from that trade. That's for sure. Right, but long term, you're better off. Short, like Berlin was specifically going for a short window. Yep, they didn't get the ultimate prize, but they did make it to the championship game. I still consider that a win. Right. Yeah. Because that's what they were going for. They were they were all in on trying to get that one, you know, getting the championship game and then trying to win. They came up short, but I to get to that championship game, I still consider that a win. But we still have a shot this year at getting in. Um, you guys were looking at long term, and uh, you know it's obviously wow. worked out for you because you drafted a lot of great players that look like they're going to work out for you long term. Yeah, well, we had some bumps this season. As I mentioned to you earlier, like, we had, like, seven losses by, like, seven or less points, so it's not like we were getting killed. Right. We just did not get lucky. <laughs> but in Buffalo's case, so switching this back over to PBE, in Buffalo's case, they barely made the playoffs knowing that they are going into a rebuild. Like, their window has already closed. Why would they make that trade back like that and, and give up future when they know that they're rebuilding? That That's what doesn't make sense to me. They say, yeah. it made us better because we needed a pitcher. But at what cost? Like, that, that's the part that I don't <laughs> you, know. You that, weren't going anywhere already, so being better didn't necessarily make act, actually make sense. Right. At that point, unless if was, you already entered a rebuild... people you, you need to try and keep and... They weren't going to stay if you didn't even try. Yep. At that point, if you've already entered a rebuild, then just stick to that plan. And, yeah. uh, and start thinking about the future. Like, 
Maybe you start trading away some of your assets to get some draft capital. So I, I, I didn't understand what they were doing. Or, or in this case, like it was a straight up salary dump by the Scorpions because they wanted to get rid of that pitcher. Why wouldn't you decide, okay, well, since I am taking cap, you know, taking on this cap from you for someone that you obviously want to get rid of and giving you some cap in the future, you need to send me something else. Like, you need to send me some draft capital as well. That's what should have happened. I think if they had sent a pick or a couple picks along with that, I think that trade would have been more fair. Made more sense. Yeah. Because then, then that trade becomes you're thinking about your future still. Which is what you should be doing. But anyway, going back to the Champions West. So, yeah, Scorpions added uh, two more big time uh, pitchers. Uh, Serpents lost uh, basically their best reliever because they don't have the cap space. He had to retire. Um, they, were, they were able to pick up uh, some draft picks for that, though, future draft picks by sending them to Maui. Cancun has some issues because they had. Um, player retire. They've had some players go inactive. Um, their window is not looking as good as the Serpents and Scorpions. And we've already talked about the Rougarous pretty in-depth at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you think... I want to start with DJ. How do you think the Champions West is going to pan out here? Yeah, um, so looking at just some stats, um, Death Valley, like you were talking about, they picked up more pitchers, and just looking at their runs per game, they were they were by far and away number one in the entire league by a full run over the second place team, yep. which is kind of crazy, um, and they were... Fourth in the Champions Conference as far as ERA, but if they're adding two stellar pitchers, like I I see them pretty handedly winning this division, and I think they might be over eighty wins. Like they're they're just primed for I think another at uh, a championship. Um. And I think Seattle will dip a little bit, but not by much. Um, I think they'll be at about the low 70s, so that'll put them in, clearly in second place and easily within the the playoffs. Um, Cancun, with their, their issues, I think they'll drop a bit. Um, I don't know if it'll be enough for New Orleans to, to catch them. But no, no, it won't be. No, no <laughs> but, but it's interesting because just looking at... Um, the the west division here uh we've always talked about how strong it is um and just the the top three total tp teams are all in this division death valley seattle and cancun in that order yep then there's us and then there's, yeah, us. Then there's us like jr's been saying we're, we're in rebuild mode <laughs> so we're we're gathering pieces and stuff like that so um, yeah, I think I think this value is going to have a really strong um, follow up campaign to their championship, and I think I think they're going to be at eighty wins or above. How about how about you, Igor? What do you think? Honestly, I don't think some of the losses of Cancun is going to be as bad as you say. So I don't. I don't think they're going to reach. I don't think uh, the Scorpions are going to get the eighty plus. But yeah, as for where they're at, I think it's pretty solid. Um. So you think Scorpions, uh, Serpents, Toros? Yeah, unfortunately. But you think? Uh, I'd, like, I'd like to say the Rugerutus was going to step over that, but I just don't see it happening. Not, not quite yet. No, Next it's... season, maybe, maybe. But not this season. Next season is a maybe, but a probably not as well. Season after that, I think, is where we're targeting. But surprises have happened. 
Um, how about you, Bolo? What do you think? Based on the moves that were made, Death Valley is almost certainly going to hit the top there and probably have another good run at a championship with Seattle and Cancun then following suit and then us just kind of wavy in the background. Yep. I'm curious what you guys think. Do you think Rugurus have more than 45 wins or less? Uh, <laughs> it's hard to say more with this division. That's the problem. Yeah. Because um, there's enough games played within that that it's going to be hard to really compete with that on a game-in, game-out basis. Right. And, and here's, some, here's some things I, like, so our starting, pitch, our starting pitching is going to be worse than it was. Mm. Um, Gristle McThorn body is going to be better. But he's the only pitcher on the team that's going to get better because the other, because two others um, regressed, we because uh, Chank Daly and In McDougal are both in multiple years of regression at this point, and we just picked up a uh, two hundred eighty nine TPE player that's going to be our fourth starting pitcher. That's in- inactive. <laughs> that's that's um. <laughs> A person that exists, I guess. <laughs> but our bullpen's going to be better. Um, it's Until not going to. Until they have to keep pitching behind the two hundred fifty TP starter, right? Because we we've dropped um Hero Nakamura uh to relief pitching in, instead of his starting role. He's at like seven hundred ish TP. Um, then we've got you. Um, like also, in other words, what you're saying is. I will definitely be seeing myself pitch like every fourth day at probably, a minimum. Probably. Because I will always be pitching when this dude gets rocked. Yeah. You'll be close to about 400 TPE, right? When it's all said and done, when the season starts. Because you still have uh, yeah. to buy equipment. Yeah, I haven't bought equipment yet. And as we established, I definitely have enough money for that. Yep. Yeah, I was at like 370 or so beforehand. So I'll bump me over it. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then. um. We picked up Yakul Red, who's at about 650 TPE. Um, Who else here? And then we're still figuring out that fourth bullpen option. But our offense is also regressed as well. Um, Our DH, our right fielder, and our third baseman have all regressed. But everybody else is up. So I think our offense is going to be better, but our pitching is going to be worse. And that's so what I'm trying to figure out. Not much of a change, maybe a small hit, since that fourth starter is going to kill us every single time. Right. <laughs> it's almost a guaranteed loss every time you pencil that in is the thing. Yep. That's a lot of games there. Well, on the other side of the coin, you might have a phenomenal huh, season despite the uh, stats on the board. Such things happen. I'm going to say that 289 TPE pitcher that we have starting in our fourth is going to end up being pitcher of the year. Calling it now. Uh, mm. Bold <laughs> predictions with JR. I'll, I'll bet you that that does not happen. <laughs> I'm not taking Well, we can't bet. We're teammates. It's against I can't the rules. assume that. <laughs> But no, I'm 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 excited. I think um, you know, I, I I'm excited to see what Park Factors does. I think he's gonna have a really good year. I think Gar is gonna have another good year. Um, I think our offense in general is gonna have a really solid season. Um, I think uh, McThorn body is gonna be a lot better than what he was last season. And yeah, uh, I think so too. I think and I think Bright's gonna have a good season out of the bullpen. So I certainly I'm, hope so. Yeah. Um, I feel like our wins will probably be around the same. Um, maybe slight a slight lower tick. I think it just. I think a lot of it will depend on how our pitching outside of that 289 TV pitcher does. <laughs> yeah. But the whole reason why we signed that pitcher and is having to start fourth is simply because. 
we front loaded on Gar's contract and on Stargasm's contract, and we needed a, a cheap uh, pitching option for this season. Uh, because once again, we're not thinking about this year. We're thinking about three, four seasons from now. And when those contracts, because they're front loaded now, when three, four seasons from now, we're going to be able to sign better free agents to come in as well mm-hmm. and help bolster the team at the point where we should be competing in the playoffs. And that's why we just structured it that way, because there's no reason to worry about next season when you already know that you're not making the playoffs anyway. Just what Buffalo should know. But <laughs> I digress. Anyway, it's been over an hour. So I think we can wrap it up. Anything else uh, you guys wanted to talk about real quick? Or uh, I can't think of anything. I'm just I'm just looking forward to seeing how uh, Gristle does now that he's reached that kind of sweet spot of 1,000 TP. Yep. Um, see where he goes. Also, I just looked at my page. My I know I know the morale means nothing, but he's his morale is angry right now. <laughs> well, I need to go see his performance last year. Yeah, <laughs> I I need to see uh, what Park Factors is. Um, was Gar? Gar is normal. Normal. Just normal. Wow. Park Factors is good. What? Oh, that means I'm gonna have a bad year because. I feel like I only perform well when my players are very angry. That's fair. Yeah. All Just right. be angry at the other GM's performance. That that takes <laughs> takes it all, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest thing for me is I'm just happy that Park Factors did not have a negative war because my first player had like a negative 2.1 war in his first rookie season. Hey, there's still time. It can still happen. <laughs> But he had a point you got a four lot of seasons ahead of you. Right, but at least he had a positive war in his rookie season. So yes. I'm happy with that. It was a zero point four. But it that was still was like positive. the same as mine last year. <laughs> and then like Igor's a two point something rookie season and like a point three. <laughs> and then Igor's sitting over here with like a two war in his rookie season. Which is why he won rookie of the year. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. All right. Anyway, uh, I think that does it. Uh, we'll probably see you all for season 33 predictions when we want more money for double media. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.